Welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and today I'm here with two representatives of the Padre Foundation, Mike Avery, the Development and Outreach Coordinator, and Megan Sheff, the Programs Assistant for the organization. The Padre Foundation is a nonprofit, donor-funded organization dedicated to providing free resources and education for children diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, in addition to supplying communities with learning opportunities on diabetes management and partnering with researchers to find a cure. By providing support, education, and events to communities, the Padre Foundation helps bring knowledge and normalcy to families affected by type 1 diabetes. Today, Megan, Mike, and I discuss the history of the Padre Foundation, the support they provide and events they put on, the volunteer opportunities present to the public, the ways in which the organization has adapted to COVID regulations, and the future plans of the Padre Foundation. If you'd like to learn more about the Padre Foundation, keep listening or check out any of the events or free resources they provide on their main website at padrefoundation.org. Thank you once again for tuning into Local Love and enjoy the interview. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. And welcome back to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Today I'm here with Mike and Megan from the Padre Foundation. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I think the Padre Foundation is like a really crucial organization um, for those with type 1 diabetes and those without. Um, I'm very excited for you guys to be on the show because I want more and more people to be exposed to this organization and everything it helps with. I'm just very thankful that you're here. It's really a privilege on my end. It's, it's fun to get the word out to the local community about all the work that's being done right in their backyard. I was hoping to, like, if you could give the listeners that might not really know what the Padre Foundation is, like, a little bit of a rundown for exactly what is the Padre Foundation and perhaps, like, the history and, like, how it was established and why. Okay. I think Megan and I can tag team this pretty well. We do this every once in a while for a lot of new diagnosed patients uh, at Chalk Children's Hospital, where we're based out of. So there's your first great piece of information. We're right around the corner in Orange County. Um, we That's are exactly a- right. Yeah, right. 35 or so year old organization. We were founded in 1985. And PADRE stands for the Pediatric Adolescent Diabetes Research and Education Foundation. So we have uh, a pretty broad mission, but generally we focus on psychosocial events for people living with and alongside type 1 diabetes specifically. And that comes in the form of free classes. Uh, classes that deal with carbohydrate counting, classes that uh, interact with caregiving, so learning how to give insulin injections or just generally deal with a person living with diabetes uh, in a proper way, classes on driving and a lot of other things. And then our other big component is uh, events that we do for people and families living with type 1 diabetes in the form of holiday parties, Harvest Carnivals, and our biggest one, which is a fashion show that we do every year with attendance around eight or so hundred people and about a hundred or so kids that get on stage uh, with fashion provided by some big companies local to us and uh, a night of really great fundraising and fun. Yeah, and essentially when someone's diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, you essentially have a new life to learn. Um, And Chalk is a wonderful resource to take care of everything clinical 
we at the Padre Foundation are here for everything non-clinical. So besides your doctor's appointments, there's a whole new way of life that you have to learn. And ideally, you don't want to do it alone because it's just so much easier when you have a community who understands the in and outs of um, a condition that takes day-to-day uh, -day maintenance. Day-to-day -day is putting it lightly. <laughs> every minute of every Yeah, day. that's yeah. very true. Feel free to check out um, any of the resources that we just mentioned as well. I've actually been a part of that fashion show as well. I've actually seen my cousins um, walk on the runway and it's absolutely wonderful seeing them with like not only professional models, but seeing this representation um, on stage. It's absolutely beautiful. Seeing all the family members there too. It's absolutely wonderful seeing just the amount of support from this community um, and just what's going into it. Honestly, thank you from behalf of the community for just, you know, being there and being able to put something on like this. Thank you. It's, I'm stoked to hear that you've been able to see it because it's really a magical night to get so many people involved in such a great cause and let them see who really is affected. Type 1 diabetes affects everybody. It's not um, you know, specific to any gender, orientation, color, size, or shape. And when you get all of us into a room together, it's really a beautiful picture to be painted. And I should mention that all of those classes that I mentioned earlier before, which there's a huge list of on our website, are free to the public. We don't charge for those. We're completely donor and grant funded. So um, anybody that wants it, whether they live with diabetes, type one diabetes themselves or uh, don't, are welcome to join up in those classes, which right now are online. Say so we typically direct everyone to our website, padrefoundation.org right now, um, because it is so difficult uh, to host in-person events, but we're trying to make that community accessible online through our classes and programs. So everything is currently virtual and we're trying to build up that community at home. Definitely. And like, you know, before COVID, I mean, how, how would you see like the community, you know, engaging with those programs? We have a lot of different events that we put on. Some are parties. Megan has spearheaded a really great campaign. That's our park days. And it literally is for families that are newly diagnosed and hopefully some families that aren't to get together and just be in the same open space and enjoy being outside, playing together and seeing another person living with type one diabetes or seeing another parent and getting some ideas off of them about how things are going. Um, there's a very large tribal mindset within the type one community. We're all in this together. And the more you can see other folks going through the struggle and just bounce some questions or ideas off of them, the more success you're gonna have yourself. Uh, and then we also work in some other great stuff like escape room nights at local places or the holiday parties that we put on for Christmas. Um, we have a great Posada party that we put on. Uh, our Har Halloween Harvest Carnival is another really fun one. And families, I don't know about you, Megan, but I see families having a great time, minus the maybe one or two reluctant teenagers that show up anyhow, but end up having a good time at the end of it. Yeah, you know, it, it always, the energy is always so good and it's always so rewarding by the end of the event. And to be honest, I was on the other end as a child who was part of the Padre Foundation. And we always kind of thought of it as a silver lining of having type 1 diabetes because, of course, it is incredibly difficult and there's a lot that comes with it. But I would end the fashion show, for example, and think I would have never gotten this opportunity anywhere else. Um, so I think a lot of the kids appreciate that and they know how special and magical this community is. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up, that was something that really stuck with me when um, my cousins were talking about, you know, participating in the Padre Foundation. Um, just with really any of the events that was being put on was they could not express just how happy it made them to be like, oh my gosh, like, th this is where my community has been. And this is normal. This is fine. Like, we have yeah. people here to help me. And it, it was like, I was absolutely, I loved hearing those stories about finally, like, them having their pumps or having the insulin shots like that was the norm at these events or you know the camps or anything and just hearing that i was i was so glad that like finally like you know these children have that ability to to have that community around them and you know have those ideas bounced off you know being able to talk about it freely and never feeling like they were judged by anyone because everyone in that room was exactly like them it was really wonderful to hear about you're hitting a key point that we focus on here at the foundation, which is feeling normal. Normalcy is such a special thing, especially in 2020, but just in general. And based on you know rough figures that we have of diagnosis, just here in Orange County, there's one child with type one, and I mean you know 18 and younger, with type one diabetes every square mile, if not more than once. So you're not looking in 5,000 feet any direction without bumping into somebody that looks and feels just like you do. However, we refer to type one as an invisible illness. You wouldn't know unless you saw my devices. You wouldn't know unless I brought up to you that I was living with a chronic illness, that it even existed. We're generally normal folks and we can do anything and we do it to the elite level when it comes to say professional athletes or anything like that. So uh, although you know that we're everywhere and we're doing stuff, if you don't see it, you feel very solitary. You feel very alone in that struggle. and. Popping into other folks is such a huge thing to know that, no, you're the farthest thing from alone, but you've unfortunately got to seek it out. And we do our best to make sure everyone knows we're here. No, it's so true. And I think it's, it's especially difficult because there are so many misconceptions around type 1 diabetes. We make up less than 5% of the diabetes community. So type 1 diabetes is a tiny, tiny portion of that. Um, which I think shows in like mainstream media, how we're represented when you hear jokes about diabetes. Um, so I think that having people who know exactly what you're going through is so important. And I know that for myself, whenever I'm talking to someone and flash like a continuous glucose monitor, um, you kind of see a sigh of relief, like, oh, they get it. I don't have to protect myself against like misinformation or like harmful stereotypes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask you guys, how have you seen um, a community form, you know, both like within like these events with like these families or these children's coming in with type one diabetes and like the staff at the Padre Foundation? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, it should be noted that I have been living with type one for 27 years at this point. So as much as we're able to serve the families here at the foundation, we get a huge amount back and we get that same collaboration we get that same community we get those same resources uh, oftentimes we run into parents of kids that also may have type 1 our, our board members all either live with or live alongside people with type 1 so um, that community is really give and take and I think and I'm sure Megan will agree that we're very privileged to be the ones in the office because we get to offer up services and help to people that we felt like, and it allows us to have such a full bucket to pour out of. Yeah, 
it's really, really amazing to try to help um, make things happen that you wish would have been around when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, if this were around, which it was when I was a kid. However, I lived farther away, so I didn't have the option to deal with it. But I think that my um, dealing with my own type one and just getting to the point that I'm at now may have come, if not entirely, would have come a lot sooner. We, we provide a, a good fast track to dealing with a chronic illness in the right way. And I'd like to remind the listeners that you're listening to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Um, if you'd like to learn more about KUCI, you can find us at KUCI.org. If you'd like to learn more about Local Love, you can find us on Instagram at LocalLoveKUCI. I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'm here with Mike and Megan from the Padre Foundation to catch up anyone that might be tuning in now. We were just talking about the history of the Padre Foundation, you know, why it was founded, um, what type of resources they provide and events they put on, and the additional reason like why this is going on and just how it makes everyone feel a little bit less alone in the community, which is absolutely wonderful to hear. Um, and I was going to ask, you know, um, even though this is like an organization that's like very, very much around um, learning opportunities for type 1 diabetes, um, I was wondering like what are the volunteer opportunities um, within the organization and how can possibly someone without type 1 diabetes, you know, participate and help the organization? That's such a great question. So um, we always invite people to donate. Um, our website, PadreFoundation.org, can help you out there. Um, we are donor-based and grant-based, as Mike mentioned. Um, but I always tell people that if you're unable to donate money to the Padre Foundation, visit our website, learn a little bit, um, educate yourself, and then help kind of dispel misinformation in the community and help educate others about the condition. Um, because if we have the more education we have, even diagnosis becomes really easier for kids. If people know what to look out for, the, the signs of type 1 diabetes, because that's something that's really commonly misdiagnosed. If we have that information, it's just safer for everyone. We do a lot of in-person events. Obviously, now things are a little different with the advent of this lovely coronavirus. Uh, but when we do have those events and when we eventually get back to having those events, there's always a volunteer opportunity. We're very fortunate that there are a lot of people that want to help us out. We will always take those volunteers. Uh, you can do that again by just going to our website and clicking the volunteer tab. Um, it's fun for everybody. I guarantee if you show up and come to one of our events that you're going to have a good time, number one, and you're going to go home with something good. You're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to uh, know that what you did actually made a difference and there's a lot of different opportunities from our harvest carnival and working booths or, or providing snow cones for families all the way through to the fashion show and if you happen to be a hairdresser going and doing hairstyling for these kids while they walk a hundred foot runway and sport the latest and greatest fashion with runway models and everything in between so there's definitely room to have actual humans show up and do some great work for the time being we just would probably suggest hopping on and getting on the newsletter so you're aware of the events that we're going to have coming up. It's a first come first serve thing when we look for volunteers. Right and just asking on behalf of anyone that wants to participate as a volunteer like what are the expectations of anyone that you know might be coming in as a volunteer? Oh pretty easy and reasonable. Uh, a positive attitude, a willingness to work and uh, being willing to learn about type one if you don't know anything about it. We don't need people that are experts or doctors. We have those on staff at the hospital to help us out when the time comes. We want people like Megan had mentioned that are willing to understand what right and wrong information is when it comes to living with type one and 
she couldn't have put it better when it comes to uh, being an active member of the community, making sure that you're putting out the right information so that you can stop misinformation. If, if you know the right stuff and you pass that along, that's two more people or three more people that are going to speak properly about living with this chronic illness. And that's how we get rid of the misinformation is merely by spreading the right stuff. 100%. That's a lot of what we do at the Padre Foundation. Um, because like I said, there's a lot of misinformation. And when you're a kid, it's really hard to advocate for yourself when the person telling you that misinformation is like a teacher or someone who's in authority. So we really try to empower our kids to get that information, advocate for themselves. And in the meantime, we like to advocate for them and ask the community to learn and try to advocate for them as well. Definitely. And we're just gonna hear a message from KUCI. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. This is Patricia Haig, Earth System Science undergrad at UCI, reminding you that the global climate strike is soon here. You can be a part of the movement. On September 20th, the Irvine Climate Resilience Rally will be held at the corner of Culver Drive and Alton Parkway starting at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. represents the nearly 10 years scientists say we have left before irreversible environmental damage. Bring your friends, your family, a poster, and definitely bring your voice. For more information, visit globalclimatestrike.net or our Irvine Climate Resilience Facebook page. Communities are starting to feel the financial impact of COVID-19, but we want you to know that there is help. We have disability insurance for workers exposed to or ill with COVID-19, paid family leave for those caring for an ill or quarantined family member, and unemployment insurance for reduced hours or lost work. We're all in this together. For more information, visit covid19.ca.gov. Hey, pal. Where you been? Haven't seen you in class lately. Hey, uh, yeah, I haven't felt like coming to class, and I don't have the energy or motivation to go. School and work have really been stressing me out, and to make things worse, my girlfriend and I have been fighting a lot. Oh, man, that sounds rough. Have you thought about visiting the counseling center on campus? Uh, I'm not sure if that's for me. Plus, I don't think I can afford it. Dude, don't worry. I've been there before, and it's really helpful. The Counseling Center offers so many great resources like individual, group, and even couples therapy. And it's free to attend since they're included in our student fees. Huh. I didn't know that, but I'm not even sure if I have the time for it. There's no harm in trying. They assist you on finding the first available time that fits your schedule. They also offer urgent care for students who are in need of speaking to a counselor as soon as possible. Okay, you're making a lot of good points. I'll check it out then. The Counseling Center is open Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can call them at 949-824-6457 to set up an appointment. And if you ever feel that your situation is urgent, you can request to see the on-call therapist as soon as possible. This message was brought to you by the caring students and staff from the Counseling Center and KUCI in Irvine. And welcome back to Local Love on KCI in Irvine. I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'm here with Mike and Megan from the Padre Foundation. Um, if you're just tuning in now, we were just talking about a couple of the events that you can participate in if you are a volunteer and what are the expectations if you are willing to participate. Um, and I was just going to ask you guys, you know, what challenges does the Padre Foundation face and overcome? 
Okay, I would say the biggest challenge that we face is always going to be funding. There will always be people diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. We will always be working with a major hospital and that's going to allow us to have those families and, and kiddos to interact with and deal with on a regular basis. But being a 501c3 nonprofit means that we have to get money from somewhere to keep providing the support that we do. One of the biggest programs we've had over the last two years has been called the Real Care Initiative and it's allowed us to provide medical devices and a year's worth of supplies for families that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford them. And in times like now, especially, this has become more of an issue for a lot of families, regardless of their financial status. And uh, coming up with more funds for that is one of our biggest challenges right now. I know that funding in general for us is a thing. However, we really wanna make sure that we can keep this program going. In the last two years, we've already helped, gosh, over a hundred people get what they need. And that's really important. Uh, some of the things that we've overcome have probably gone right in line with what Megan was saying earlier in terms of education and improper education on people. Uh, we're lucky enough to work with both Orange County and LA County school boards and provide all of the school nurses in both those areas with proper training and uh, current state of type 1 diabetes management. And that's been a really big one for us. So I would say that uh, that's a big over overcome. And what ways has the foundation, um, you know, adapted or has possibly been influenced by COVID as well? Because I know that that also seems like a challenge as well to a lot of organizations and businesses right now. Totally. Um, obviously, we are really, really bummed that we can't meet with our families in person. But one nice thing that's come out of um, this mess has been that we've made our education accessible online. So previously you had to come to Chalk Hospital or our location in Newport Beach. So you had to be either in Orange or Newport Beach to get our classes. Now we've had people even from Thailand take our classes. So people are getting type one diabetes education um, wherever they are in the world at their convenience. So that's something that we've never been able to do before. And we're really excited to be able to make that education so much more accessible. That's so wonderful to hear. Yeah, I know right now with a lot of COVID regulations shutting down places or restricting a lot of like interaction, um, accessibility right now is something that so many people are stressing. And I'm really glad that everyone, you know, has that accessibility either through like Zoom classes or anything. That effort is like so appreciated by anyone that can obtain it um, and, you know, will. I, I feel like it's really important and it's wonderful to hear that the Padre Foundation is really taking those precautions as well. Um, um, and just wrapping up a little bit, um, I was going to ask, in your guys' opinions, um, why is it important for people to be supporting organizations like the Padre Foundation, and exactly how can we do that? Ooh. It's important because we're your neighbors. We're your family members. We're your schoolmates, your team players. Statistically, there are a lot of us, even though we are only 5% of the population, but I guarantee that either you, your listeners, or someone that they know is directly connected to a person living with type 1 diabetes. And the more that we can get that education out there and that support system, the more that we can affect change for people that need it, uh, whether they're doing it directly or not. And that's a really important thing to be doing in all facets. And I, you know, I don't want to say that we're more important than any other chronic illness. 
I think that's important for all people living with anything, any struggle in life in general. So just, you know, the building of communities, especially in 2020, where we're realizing how important this human connection really is, um, is, is an important thing for all of us to be paying attention to. And the easiest way that you can interact is to just visit our website uh, and, and take a look at all the great work we're doing. It's right up there for you to read. It's right up there for you to dig into. And for any of the listeners that want to get educated on type one, again, the classes are free. Anyone can register, hop into a caregiver's, learn about it, hop into a carb count, see what people living with type one diabetes go through. And that's going to help you have a, a greater appreciation for the struggle. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I feel like if anyone really wants to um, interact with the website and learn about it, I feel like it really offers a really wonderful reworked like frame of reference. Um, I think it just betters the world knowing what you can do to help and what you can do to better yourself in understanding, you know, exactly what is type one diabetes and how can you be somebody that isn't spreading misinformation around. Um, I think that's really important that you really know what is and isn't accurate. Um, especially if you are somebody that isn't living with type one diabetes and what are the future goals and plans for the Padre Foundation? We're not going anywhere and that is our biggest future goal and plan. We, like we had mentioned before, have been around for 30 plus years and if we have anything to do with it, which we do, we'll be around for 30 plus more. Uh, Our future goals are to be bigger, more education, Uh, have a broader touch on everyone getting this information. We're sort of a unique resource with community in type one. Other folks want to make happen what we've got going on and it it can be very difficult. So uh, one of the big plans I think is to allow us to provide this kind of community support on a much broader scale than specifically Orange County and, and the greater Southern California area. And over time we'll be able to do that. It's really just predicated on who and how we can interact and what hospital systems we're able to kind of get our foot through the door with. So any of those listeners out there that got a friend over at such and such place, give us a call and we'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) And for the last question of the day, I was going to ask, what are you most proud of from the organization? I think for me, I am most proud when I hear families tell us that We've helped make things easier for them or we've helped connect them to a community because, you know, this is a challenging illness. Type 1 diabetes is not going away anytime soon. There is currently no cure and it does require constant intervention every day for the rest of their lives. So to be a source of relief and support is something that makes me really, really proud. Uh, I think for me, I'm most proud of a lot like Megan watching the success of our families, um, seeing them show up wary and worn out and scared and watching them leave even the first event sometimes or first class with a different look on their face and uh, excitement to start implementing some of what they learned with us is just the most rewarding thing I think I've experienced. Watching them change over the years. Uh, Megan has been running our youth leadership program for some time and to see these kids just excel and then go off to college and become these great humans and do great things out in the community has been something I know we take part in and it's just a privilege. 
Perfect. And thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. It means a lot to everyone um, in both, you know, type one diabetic communities, as well as anyone that doesn't have it. It's a really wonderful learning opportunities. I'm really hoping that any listener out there that wants to check them out can learn a lot um, just from the website, the organization or participating in events. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being on Local Love today. Right on. Thank you for having us. It's been so much fun. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about the show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Thank you once again for tuning in to Local Love on KUCI and Irvine, and thank you to Mike and Megan for being on the show today. If you're interested in supporting the Padre Foundation, whether it be educating yourself on type 1 diabetes or donating to the organization, you can find their website at PadreFoundation.org. You can also find them on the social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, by searching the handle Padre Foundation. I'd also like to provide anyone listening with a quick update on local love. You can now check out the updated local love page on KCI.org found under the Thursday tab. Here, you can access the newly created website containing information on the show, future guests, past shows, and a link to our social media at LocalLoveKUCI on Instagram. You can also find a contacts page both on KUCI.org and on the website, where you can submit any suggestions for future guests you would like to hear about. Once again, I'm your host, Kenzie, and I'll be back next week at 8 a.m. with more local resources and independent creators near you. With temperatures on the rise, it's important to remember the dangers of a hot car. Remember, it only takes 95 degrees to damage your laptop. So think twice before leaving your child in a car with your laptop. This message brought to you by KUCI. These are unprecedented times. Challenging how the YMCA works to strengthen community as we have for nearly 170 years but we've always found ways to help people and communities in times of crisis. Right now, Ys across the country are providing emergency childcare, shelter, food programs, and outreach to seniors, but we can't do it alone. Whether you're connected to the Y or have a fond Y memory, we need you to stay with us. Reach out to your local Y today and stay with us for a better us.